0: started this morning glad to see everybody out let's start with a prayer and we'll get into our worship father thank you for today thank you for all of our blessings uh, God we thank you for uh, just for the sunshine for the rain father uh, just thank you for every way that you bless our lives uh, father the way you bless the earth uh, just pray that you would um, be with us this morning God pray that you would give us a good worship service this morning help us to lift you up in song. Father, help us to uh, open our hearts to you. Uh, God, just to connect with each other and connect with you. Uh, Father, just thank you for uh, just this blessing of being uh, able to worship you. Thank you for prayer. Thank you for your word. Uh, God, pray that you would be with Jamie this morning. Pray that you would bless him with uh, the things that you have given to him to speak to us. Uh, Pray that you would bless him with uh, just boldness to speak them. God, um, just pray for those who are on our sick list. Uh, Father, just um, pray a blessing on each one of them. Uh, God, in each one of their situations, that you would give healing if it's your will. Uh, Father, that you would give peace and comfort. Uh, Father, you would give strength. And just pray for our church. Um, Pray for the uh, people who are here. God, we pray for all the marriages. Pray that um, you would help us to uh, strengthen those bonds. Uh, Father, that we can be united in you. Uh, Father, pray for our leadership here. Uh, Just pray that you would um, be with everyone who's traveling. Uh, Father, if people are on uh, vacations or just out of town, God, that you would bless them, that you would give them safety, help them to return back to us. Uh, Father, just um, pray for our day. uh, We can have a good day in you. Uh, Father, just go with us now, go through, go with us through this worship service. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God from whom all
1: blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him all. I can stand secure. Oh, Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I put my hope in your holy word. I put my hope in your holy word. Jesus, you're my firm your holy word, I put my hope in your holy word, I have a living hope. Nine, thirty-five, thirty-eight. Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues and proclaiming, uh, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. Seeing the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few." Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.
2: Pray with me, please. Most gracious heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather in your house this morning. I want to thank you for all the wonderful blessings that you give upon us—the rain we received last night, our health, and most of all, the gift of your son, the forgiveness of our sins. We ask that you bless this service, watch over it, may it be uplifting to you. In Christ's name, of pray. Amen. light
1: of the world you step down into darkness open my eyes let me see beauty that made this heart Here I- and you're my king.
2: the hot we got a little rain in my garden needed it so the rest of everybody else did too we're blessed in so many great wonderful ways right now though we have a time of remembering uh, a time to think about jesus's life his death and his resurrection and what that means for us uh, a great blessing to all christians we have a home with him with god after this life is over and that should make us feel good Dave spoke last week about uh, memorials. and I don't know of anybody that did something, service for somebody, even to the point of giving their life, where they would want you to feel sad. They'd want you to feel happy. That's why they did that, is so that you could have something better. And in this, we've got life with God, our Father, promised to us at the end of this life. And that's, that's good. And I hope you feel good inside. If you would, bow with me. let give thanks for the bread. Father, I thank you so much for the many blessings you've given us, both seen and unseen, most of all for your Son, that you gave, that he gave his life on the cross that we might have the remission of our sins to be with you. Father, we ask that you be with us, be with us, bless Blessed as we partake of it. Prince of Christ, let me pray. Amen. With me again, please. I am the Father. Again, come thanking you for your Son, and now for his blood that was shed on the cross to wash away our sins. Father, we ask that you bless us through the fruit of vines we partake of it. Help us to remember the gift that you've given us to be glad in our hearts and let it show through our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: A song, and we'll have our uh, quick little meet and greet, shake of hand, all that good stuff. So, yeah, if you need me to say go when the slide pops up. You
3: I do
1: it is willing, but my flesh is so weak, light the fire in my soul.
4: <laughs> hey, sunshine. What's up? Good morning. I was just assuming you were awake already with all that singing and stuff. Oh, it's good to be with you this morning. We're we're gonna keep moving through some things on this uh, this series we started a couple of weeks ago. Give me your eyes, playing a bit off the Brandon Heath song. Give me your eyes. You know we. Talked about that for a bit and, uh, and, and, and how as a society we have moved away from church being the central hub of family, friends, fellowship, and love and life. We haven't chosen that uh, in the church, but as a society, for multiple reasons, you know, we discussed that for a bit and about how the, how the impact of the church itself has helped with that. Through a couple of statistics, you know, like, you know, um, men 35 to 55 are basically illiterate scripturally, really shaped by culture and not just, the, not just society, but us in this building, uh, the church as a whole. And so when culture sways, we sway this church tends to be nothing more than a cultural movement, and that's on us, it's not on society. you know that women somewhere in the, in the, in the 28, 33, somewhere up to the 50-year- olds are the most theologically sound, biblically knowledgeable people in the church and in the world, and all the women say men. We knew that all the time. Um, and there's some women who are most. The statistics are outrageously high, 51, 52, and over. We'll never go back to church ever, 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 ever. Unless, it's always that unless, the church gets real about connecting with Jesus and with them. Otherwise, they're having no part of it. So, so when we think about those things... We understand something has to be wrong, and it's natural in us to think that they are all wrong. The problem is, when I'm in a room of 100 people, and everybody is on one side of an argument, and I'm on the other, eventually, I either have to keep arguing out of ignorance or pride until nobody wants to talk to me anymore, and I'm on an island all by myself, or I have to come to the understanding they know something I refuse to accept. The whole world can't be wrong and just a few in a huddle be right. It's not a reality. Jesus didn't give you that space either. And so we have to make some decisions about who we are and what we're doing. And that would start with understanding more of who Jesus is as an individual. This isn't on the church and it's not on the world. It's on you and it's on me. Now, this is not a About a beatdown lesson, I really want to try to be hopeful because I know that God is, man, he's the he's the he's the author of creation. He is creative and really newly creating all the time. He makes things new and brings things to life where they were dead and old, and that's what he is about doing in us. And we have this incredible opportunity before us. And so the thought and the series of "Give me your eyes." Um, we 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 were wrestling with some things Honduras wise, and we you know we just got back Wednesday Thursday morning actually thanks to some airline delays and stuff like that. Um, and and then uh, and and with that and just thinking about all this information that I've been taking in, the, the the reality of the story is that we we all as a society and as as a people as a church and it, we, we we maybe we have eyes and we don't see well. And what would it look like to change that? What would it look like to be different? To not be those who can't see? I can make lots of puns or kind of simple, simple jokes about where I've been over the last year. Seeing is difficult at times. Especially when you don't know that you're not seeing well. So, so we, the scripture we went to last week... Um, We talked about Jesus going through towns and villages, healing and doing. All the people were coming to him two weeks ago. And then he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. He kept healing them, and he was struggling for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. There's nobody leading them. They're not a cattle drive. They're not, you know, they're not herding cats. He's not trying to herd cats. He wants to be a shepherd. He says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So he's looking around. And these people struggling, they're struggling like sheep without a shepherd. He's looking at the world at large, and as those in Jerusalem and Judea, those places, and he sees that they are harassed and helpless. Zach sung the song, my spirit is willing, but my flesh is so weak. And that's the case, I would say, of every soul in the world today. The flesh is so controlling and consuming, we don't know the hunger of our spirit, and not just in society as a whole, but, but in the church as well. I could amen that personally. We could all amen that. Sometimes my flesh gets in the way of everything right and spiritual. And so it says, it's, it's, the harvest is ripe, ripe. He's looking over. The harvest is ready. It's plentiful. It's time to take in the beans. It's time to take in the corn. It's time to take in the whatever you're harvesting. But we don't, but I mean, they, they, they want to be brought in. They want to realize, what does beans do? We talked about corn. How does it reach its potential? It's got to be harvested so it becomes all it's supposed to become, right? And so, though we wrestle with these things, there are folks, people, longing for Jesus and hoping for harvesters to come share with them. Um, that's where I want to pause. I want to pray want to tell a little bit about what happened last week and try to make some application to this and a bit of scripture. So let's pray together and we'll keep moving. Father, thank you. It's good to be with your children today. It's good to be at Sunshine. I'm, I'm thankful for the blessing of family, friends, and loved ones. It's wonderful to look around, Father, and know that you have blessed us with a togetherness Father, that nothing can take away, no one can separate us from from you and your love, Father, nor pull us out of this place we would choose to leave before you would dismiss us. So, God, would you draw us near to you today? Open our hearts that we can see, move in us and among us, God, that we would be those who are a breath of fresh air to a world that's struggling for direction and. Yeah, that we wouldn't go tell them they're struggling for direction. <laughs> we would just be direction and hope and light and life. And Father, bless those who aren't here today. That may be watching online, going to watch another time, or just, yeah, they don't get to watch at all. Just bless them, God. Feed them, serve them, love them. Be all you are to all of us, all of us and all those we love. You are the great God, and we are not, and we thank you for that truth. In your son's name we pray, amen. So as you know, um, a lot of you sponsored us, blessed us, helped us, prayed for us. A group of college, college students, one of the college students, dad and myself, went to, uh, to Honduras. We didn't get to go since 2021. As you know, some things kept us from being able to do that, mostly related to me. Um, but um, we were blessed to, to be able to go to Honduras and do some great work. Um, the, the, the blessing of some of these things, we, I didn't know. I, I, I guess I just need to tell the story. So if you prayed, if you gave a buck, if you bought a snack, if you did whatever for this trip, I constantly think of God and, and Abraham, the, the crediting it to him as righteousness. Some things are just as he did it himself. And that's a powerful truth uh, and, and understanding of biblical things. okay so, But here's what I want to say. We flew out of here Thursday morning from, from um, John Glenn International in Columbus. And, the, and, and immediately the plane had a gas leak. Um, the gas leak was kind of weird because of some things that had happened to me before this particular moment. Um, about two weeks before, I got a message from Amber about a lady who needed a house built for her. And those of you who follow breaking chains on. Um, Instagram or Facebook would know about Sylvia and her mother-in-law's house or David and his his mom's house horrible conditions and uh, just difficult difficult um, living conditions the worst of the worst she says she had seen no doubt that I had seen or we had seen so I get a message from her and and I struggle with this stuff okay I don't like talking about this stuff a lot I don't like the left hand, knowing not, not because I don't like to brag. I'm as big as they come about yapping about me or whatever. But, but I don't want to take the glory from God. And I certainly don't want to be in those places of just making this about me or us. This is not about me or us. And I don't deserve any, We, we just, just, just immediately, let's just not go there. You know, I don't want to be Moses striking the rock. Must we build this house for Sylvia? <laughs> we know we're not those guys. Right, Jacobo? That's right. So I get a message. I need you to talk to you. I call her, and she said, I have, a, I have a problem. We went to one of the house sites today, and, want to, and we want to build this house for Sylvia. The, but there's a problem. I said, what's the problem? And then, then this next part of the story, I just kept to myself for two weeks and prayed about it. She said it's in a, uh, the neighborhood has high, high gang activity. It's very dangerous. And, um, and she said, nobody wants to build there, and, and, the, and the people over us don't want us to go there and build, and they don't want you to go there and build. And I said, what do you want to do, Amber? <laughs> and she said, I'm going to build a house by the end of the summer if I have to do it myself, with David's help, who is just a dear friend. I said, okay, well, I'm going to pray about it, but I think we're probably going to have to build this house. And so, so I go to bed that night, and I pray about it, and I had the worst dream. Ever About being in Honduras and horrible things happening that I just don't even want to mention. And I woke up that, the next morning, I'm like, wow, this is awful. I hate this. Did you commit to building a house? Because, <laughs> look, what did you do? Did you say. <clears throat> and so I take a walk and I'm praying, God, I don't subscribe to dreams and their interpretations. I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Um, but that was really weird. <clears throat> And so I, I'm just going to ask you to remind me and encourage me today because it's in my heart and mind if you were here, you would build Sylvia House. And you would just be you in whatever the neighborhood is or wherever we go. So give me confidence. I, get, I don't look into signs. I, I see affirmations. Everybody's looking for an open window or a closed door, though we're not really good at interpreting those things if we're honest. When things go our way, God is with us, and when things don't go our way, God's mad at us. We know who we are, we're a mess. But I get on the plane, and the pilot comes on and says the right engine's leaking fuel. I'm like, what is going on right now? God, I need this engine fixed. We need to get to Honduras today. We're supposed to be at Ben Bencleth. We haven't been able to be at Ben Bencleth forever and ever and ever. It's been closed the special needs orphans because of COVID. Now I'm praying that they actually fix the engine and don't change planes because it's going to take longer. Like, are you praying they'll fix an engine <laughs> on a plane that you're going to fly in? That's weird on top of everything else. But I am. Fix the engine. It takes forever. Now we're delayed several, you know, hour and a half. And we had like a fifty minute window when we land, we get on the next plane. So I'm praying about that. Help us go. The pilot's like, I'm gonna put it to the floor when we get up in, you know to, to flying altitude. I'm like, I understand putting it to the floor. I get it. We can make up a little time. Speaking my language. Anyway, so so we are flying and flying and flying and I get the the, the, the Wi-Fi, you know, pay for the Wi Fi Amber, where we're delayed. It's not so good. Courtney, we're delayed, it's not so good. What are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? We might have to stay in Houston and then we'll have to figure out how to rescramble rescramble all the schedule. like, ah, oh, man, we need to do the things we need to do. We're hopeful, excited, thrilled about houses built, special needs orphanage, all the things we're gonna do. Zach, you know the story. If you've been to Honduras, you know the story. You don't wanna be delayed. You wanna to get to Honduras, you're ready to go. I got a bunch of college students, man. We don't want a rain delay. It's bad for morale. And I keep praying, and, and, and I flip open the app, and I'm watching the, the, the United app. Okay, if we fly into terminal whatever, got to catch the, the, the train across the airport. Say we land at D, we got to get to E or land at D, got to get to A or whatever. We just got to fly. Talk to the stewardess. She's like, they're working it all out. Ain't no big deal. I talk to the stewardess again. She's like, I don't think you're going to make it. I'm like, that's not working it out, by the way. In case you wondered, that is not working it out. And we keep making time and I keep watching the app. You know, we're, we're only, we're, we're, we're 20 minutes after the, we're getting in 20 minutes after the flight goes. They're not going to hold the flight. Then we're 10 minutes after the flight goes, are supposed to take off. Then we're on time. I mean, on time is in we get there, on time for me. We get there when it leaves. And if oh, we hurry. Then we're 10 minutes early. And then I look at a gate and the terminal, landing at terminal C, 10 flying out of terminal C, gate 11. I'm like, wait a second, is this even real right now? Yeah. Amber, something really weird's going on. Um, it says we're flying in terminal C at gate 10, and we're flying out of terminal C, gate 11. There is only one C, right? Is this possible? She said, if it's real, it's only a god thing. Courtney texts me, I don't think that's real. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that before. And I reboot my app, and I reset my app, and I reset my app, and it says the same thing. And now we're 10 minutes early. Now we're 12 minutes early. And I'm going, I don't even get this right now. And I'm trying to take it in. And we, we land, I get off the plane, I'm up toward the front, and the lady goes, you got to get their passports out and move it. So I go back to 10, I'm like, go to 11, get your passport, go to 11. And we all get on the plane, I sit down, nobody goes to the bathroom, nobody gets a drink of water. We just go plane to plane, and when we sit down, he's backing out. Pretty much that's fair, right, Jacobo? He made your butt, going to, your fanny go in the seat as he's taken off. And then it hit me, how long God have you been planning this trip? How long have you been meddling in these gates I'm all worried about? How long have you been handling things people have been praying about for months? How long have you been foreseeing this nonsense I get all shaken up about? And then I remember Sylvia's house. I'm like, silly dreams. All right, we're going to build the house. <laughs> we built the house. It was the coolest day ever in Honduras. When we, when I, when we fly in, Amber's like, hey, we're going to go to Benkeleth. Who gets to go to Benkeleth? Nobody for th- four years. We go to Benkeleth, play with the kids. Two days later, we took them all to the movies. I've never taken a kid from Benkeleth outside the gate. That's another day. We're going to talk about this, God willing, in a couple of weeks with some of the students up here. Anyway... We go to. I'm getting ready to go uh, into to to, the, to to Baxter that night. Amber says, "Hey, I got to talk to you about what we're doing tomorrow." So yeah, I guess we're building Sylvia's house, right? She said, "I thought you'd say that." And we went to build that house. It was so fun. The house was—you can't even imagine how bad her this lady's house was. But when we went to build the house, the neighborhood was peaceful kids were playing. It was sunny. It was fun. Not a hint of anybody out of place anywhere, anytime, except people come over to, to speak to us and laugh with us and be kind to us. And I remember leaving going, God, what? <laughs> what am I even doing here? Where do do these fears come from? Where does all this... When it's you who's in control. Yes, if I'm left to myself, I don't want to be in Honduras. I don't want to be in Columbus or Portsmouth by myself without God. Right? But you're safer with God anywhere than home without Him. And that's a truth we need to hang on to. And the story unfolds a little further. You know, all the things we get to do, all the things we're blessed to do, all all the neat things that happened, and, and then it's time to come home, and we were blessed to build some houses. We were blessed to work with some wonderful folks, do some the feedings that we, I mean, it was just all the things that are so, yeah, that you pray a lot about, that God will look out for us, give us great adventure, keep us safe. It was all those things and so much more. You're dirty and you're sweaty. It's 97 degrees hotter than, I mean, it's hot, 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 hot. We've been back here getting ready. I'm like, you got to get out in the sun. I'm like, I am 62 degrees and sunny (laughs) in in North America. You're down by the equator basking in the sun. I was eating breakfast. I'm like, I'm sweating eating breakfast, like just profusely sweating. I get on the plane to come home, and we fly from Camiagua to Houston. Everything's all cool. And we get on the plane at Houston. We're we're we're, we're delayed again, and uh, we get on the plane finally to come home. I'm looking for my seat. My seat, you know, I got a window seat, it's a nice view. And and uh, when I get there, there's a gentleman in A, B, C, D, E. Uh, yeah, D, and then E. There's this uh, this really cool looking. I'm saying this with black gentleman. He has this really cool beard, you know. And it looks like one of those guys You're like, I want to know this guy. This just looks cool. And, uh, and I sit down in my seat, and um, I immediately sense this, like, the most incredible sense of smell of urine. Like, I don't know how to say this. It was overpowering. Like, like, like it had been there for a long, long, long time. I'm like, did a kid, like, pee in the seat? And they didn't know it. You know, there's ammonia, there's all those things. Like, man, I'm going to be so sick. <laughs> I'm the sissy with the scent allergies, you know? Like, don't use hand sanitizer with, with scent, scented hand sanitizer, right, Sean, on the bus to, uh, to Winterfest or anywhere else. I'm crying like a mom hold me. Anyway, um, what do you do? I'm like thinking, okay, when we, when we take off, once we take off and they say, you're free to move about the cabin, I can say, hey, there's something's going on up here. Uh, in, in my seat. It probably needs cleaned. I thought it was, I was going to be wet. It was that bad. I'm like, what did I sit in? And, um, like I can, yeah, yeah, and I can say, I'll tell these guys so that they don't feel like I don't want to be around them. And then by the time I start being convinced and we're backing out, that's what I'm going to do. I have to do it. This is horrible. I mean, whatever you think, just think it's way worse. I, I mean, I know, I just went to Honduras, I should be ready for this. This is what you signed up for. But I'm not ready for this. This is the plane, it's your little respite, you know. Nothing happens on the plane, you just kind of get lost. And I noticed this piece of tape on the, the gentleman beside me, sitting beside me, on his finger. And then, Zach, you might be familiar, I don't have a clue about this. But I had a cord coming out of it, and, a little, and, and I, didn't know, I didn't know what it was. And I don't know how not to ask. You know, I'm like, something's going on here. He clearly has been in, in, the, in a hospital or, or something. And, and, you know, what you should be doing right now is thinking about the smell and his finger and the cord and knowing nobody did anything in my seat. But I'm still thinking, I'm getting out of this seat. Someone's going to give me a break. But I do want to know what's going on with this finger. And at the end of this, his finger at the end of the cord is a plug. You know yet what's going on here? Because I don't. So I ask, how you doing? Good, I'm Jamie, I'm Mike. Mike is good to meet you, good to meet you too, Jamie. What's your last name, Riley? What's your last name? Rogers. Um. So what's going on with the, did you hurt your finger? Just looks at me real blank faced. I'm like, man, I apologize. If you don't wanna talk about it, it's not my business. I'm sorry if I stepped too far, uh, but i uh, uh, sorry. And he go, he says, for real, no. Looks to me in the eyes and turns back. He says, no, I need to talk about it. I'm like, oh. And then he says, I was a military policeman in Afghanistan. I'm like, oh. And a, and a, a truck ran the first checkpoint at our base and we yelled stop and I held my gun up and then it ran the second checkpoint and then I shot him and killed him and he had IED in his vehicle and I woke up like two days later just all destroyed, hips gone, stuff broken. I'm like, I guess I'm not moving out of this seat. (laughs) I don't mean it to be cute, but I mean at that moment it hit me so clearly this this smells him. And 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 he's this smell is here because he was protecting people, loving you and me, and putting himself in harm's way because of what he was convicted that was right, convicted of doing that was right. And and I'm watching him and he's telling the story. And all the loss he suffered, how long he's gone through this. This clip back in 2001, I'm like, and you're getting out of the seat because this smell is uncomfortable for you. And I, I, I listen, and, and we talk, and, and I, I'm like, man, I am, I, I don't, this is really shallow, but I'm sorry. He's like, you don't need to be sorry, man. I chose that life. I said, I uh, I am, and I'm sorry for being so flippant how I asked. I needed to talk to somebody and then he would, he would start to nod off, and I said, so. he'd wake up, and I said, tell me at the court. He said, well, I get really tired because things don't work right. I have to plug this in, and it does something for his oxygen and everything else, and, and revives him back, and he'd start to fall asleep. And I'd say, and he'd say, Jamie Riley, thank you for listening to my story. And I'd say, Mike Rogers, the real Captain America. And he would laugh and say, you should be a motivational speaker. And i said, no, you should be a motivational speaker. And then he would drift off, and he'd wake up, and I'd say, I'm right here, Mike. i would say, all right. And I'd say, if I'm not off and you want to talk, just tell me more of your story. I'll wake up, poke me, do whatever. And he asked me what we were doing. I told him what we were doing in Honduras. And he said, you're the ones that are saving lives, changing lives, doing things. And I said, no, man. You are. And we go back and forth. It was the coolest, fun conversation. And when, as the story is unfolding, he asked me more about the story of what we're doing. And I say, are you a, a Christian? And he's like, yeah, I used to not be, believe. He said, but I'm, I'm wrestling with it. I'm coming along. This has been a hard story to unfold. And I was blessed to say, I assure you of this, Mike Rogers, God sees you. He sees you, and the story that we share in Honduras, he sees you, not sees you. He sees you. And the story we share in Hondur- Honduras is the same story as I was, was blessed to talk to Mike Rogers about. And that is, you can't fix people, it's not your job. You can't heal people, it's not your job. What you can do is you can love people, and you can remind people that this story's not the end of it all. And I won't get in your way of getting to him. The real story for those who are hungry is that one day God's going to spread a banquet out on the table and he's going to bring you something to eat. And he's going to keep bringing you something to eat and keep bringing you something to eat and keep bringing you something to eat. He's going to serve you forever. In heaven, he's going to love you. I'm like, Rogers, your hip ain't going to be all jacked up. Your whatever, everything is not going to be like this forever. It's not going to be like this. And man, we had to funnest... Just simple, connected conversation that I did not want to have. I wanted this little fresh-smelling place, and then I wanted out of it when it wasn't comfortable. I'm not the brave one. I am not the good one. I would run every time. But there's something powerful about the story of Jesus that if you realize what you're personally saved from, you got to stop running away from and you gotta start running to and I believe that's the disconnect with the church and society today. We want to fix everybody's take. We want to fix everybody's story. And there are Mike Rogers and homeless people and people without food, food insecurity, people with all kinds of struggles and problems everywhere. And 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 while we sit back and we can wrestle with our holiness and our morality, being on a better level than theirs, they dare to come in the door this morning. Now, some of you know where you live and who you are. And instead of us seeing you and understanding you, we just say, what's that smell? That smell's weird to me. I shouldn't be around that smell. I got scent allergies, don't you know? probably don't belong here or at least I don't belong here if this is how it's going to be maybe the elders can just give me a better seat maybe the elders could just say Mike why don't you just going out of here you don't fit well here see the problem with society and the church is that the church has lost purpose we're trying to pull away from society in every level of it Jesus didn't give you the option to pull away from it. You're in it. You are it. You can't run. You can't protect your kids. You can't protect yourself. You can't protect your spouse. You can't protect anybody. In fact, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be the light of the world and the leaven leavens the whole thing. You're supposed to be salt that makes it saltier. And so we are brave and we stop running. My daughter's been going to Honduras since she was 11. I pray every time over her not to get sick, help nobody to hurt her. i like, she's in Honduras, ding dong. It's crazy everywhere. Only God's going to keep her safe. I'm not able to. So, so we got to make some points here, and then, then we need to keep moving, okay, and give this to you. Here's, here's something that happens in a story from Jesus. In Luke 7, he's confronted by Simon. Jesus is at Simon's house. He's a Pharisee. He's good at morality, good at doing the right stuff, looking good in public. He's got a squeaky clean reputation with the church. Never put himself out there. And, and then this woman comes and begins to, she, she's crying at Jesus' feet and tears as it comes down her face, falling on his feet. He, she's washing it, drying with her hair, and then she's anointing him. And Simon thinks in his heart, if, she knew, if he knew who she was, if he was really a prophet, he wouldn't be having this. And Jesus says to him, Simon, I have something to tell you. He says, tell me, teacher. And he said, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and, other, and the other 50. Neither of them had money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, I, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. And Jesus says, you know, you have, you have judged correctly. Now, now, it's not the fact that one had a greater debt. Here's where this all breaks down for us. We think that there is levels of sin and that because you don't sin like me, you sin better. You're a better sinner than me. We think there's levels. There's not levels of sin. Every sin costs Jesus' life. Some, some sin has greater collateral damage. I will give you that and that's all I'll give you. I'm sorry. But every sin costs Jesus' life. Sin is sin, is sin, is sin, is sin. Doesn't matter. He lied and he murdered. Sorry. You get hell just like he gets hell without Jesus. Greater collateral damage, we would say that. One hurts, devastates way more than others, Right? Don't overthink this. This is pretty simple. Regardless of what doctrine you hold, sin put Jesus on the cross. Every one of us are unfaithful without Jesus. So we would say then 500 or 50. Well, both neither can pay, so they're both at their wits' end, so so who has the greater debt? Well, both. He doesn't say, he doesn't say that he says the one that had the greater debt forgiven. Here's where we get lost, okay? There's in an understanding of what your debt and your sin really is. That's a big deal. Simon and this woman both are sinful. Simon cannot actually get his mind around what his sin has cost him, and the woman clearly knows her sin has cost her separation from Jesus. Simon's self-righteous. Simon has all his moral purposes and compasses together, so he can't be as bad as her. But his sin put Jesus on the cross. Her sin put, so what's the greater debt? It's It's a story to help you understand that the realization of your sin is what makes the reality of Jesus and your love for him powerful. It's what gives it all of its hope. And he says this so well. You know, when if you push on you can read it here. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, "Do you see this woman?" And this is what we're getting at. Here's a woman who understands her great debt and her great sin and a Simon who does not understand his great debt and his great sin he thinks he's got little sin so Jesus says okay you think you got little sin you just have you 50 she has great sin she owes 100 it's a story okay don't get lost in the story do you see this woman I don't see the woman she's a sinner she can't be like me do you see, this woman. I came to your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman has not stopped from the time I entered. Since this woman, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not pour oil on my head. She has not stopped pouring perfume on my feet. And so, the power of the story, when he, when you come to grasp the depth of it, is this: Jesus is trying to make a connection between Simon and this woman. When you miss her, you miss me. I put a couple of thoughts here. I'm going to read them, and we're going to wrap up for the day, okay? How does this make sense to us? How does seeing people impact the world? And and one of the lines I put down here, I read this, and I lost the author. It says, when you seek to understand more than be understood, in parentheses, arguing your point, when you seek to understand more than be understood, you'll begin to sense movement. See, so often we want ourselves to be heard. We're gonna make our points. We're gonna win this argument. You're gonna to go to hell if you don't do what I'm doing. I don't care. What I want to know is: Is there any hope in what you're offering me besides just condemnation? I had a discussion with a with a, a young lady a couple of about two months ago. It was about something she was really struggling with, and then someone really close to her came to me and said. Hey, um, so thanks for talking to da-da-da-da-da. It seemed to be very helpful. I'm like, oh, well, that's a surprise. I said, so how do you know it was helpful? And she said, because she told me she felt seen. Isn't that interesting? I, wasn't, I didn't think I was trying to see. I was just trying to hear. If... If I and and then these three lines and we're going to be done. Hang on to this because we this is something that matters in your everyday life from family, to relationships, to the church, one another, and to the world. If I can see you, if I can see me and you, and if I can see you and me, I may see Jesus in us. So the problem is I didn't see this 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 urine scent. I wasn't thinking that me and Mike Rogers were the same guy. We're building a house for Sylvia's mother-in-law. I wasn't thinking me and Sylvia's mother-in-law were the same people. I can lift myself up, I'm American. I can get myself above this mess. I go to the right church. Let's take it a level deeper. If I can see me and you, and you can see you and me, we may just see Jesus, right? One more. If we can see me and you, and we can see you and me, we may see Jesus in us. There's a there's a, a, a level here, okay? Seeing one another in each other is what opens the door to allow Jesus to do His work in the world. If you're here and you're struggling in any way, this invitation is for you. Um, I'm praying for you. The elders are praying for you. If you need to respond now or later, you can come connect with us. If you've not given your life to Jesus, if you've not been immersed in him, this is your day. Why don't you come as we stand and sing?
1: Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing. Let mercy follow.
5: he can't good sunshine. It's good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for your thoughts this morning. Uh, we're uh, thankful that you and your team and, and everybody made it back from Honduras safely and uh, we've prayed for you the whole time and uh, we're just thankful for you guys and if you're here this morning and you were part of that team, we're thankful that you represent us in a powerful way and the the things that you get to do there to uh, to help people and uh, we're just uh, thankful for the opportunity that God gave you guys to be there representing us last week so thank you if you're here <clears throat> um, if you didn't get a chance um, pick up a bulletin on your way out I'll mention a few things uh, if you're visiting with us either here or online we're, we're happy that you're here with us and uh, stick around we'd like to to meet with you and, and, and see you and and uh, it's always great to see good our new fresh faces. So um, on our prayer requests there on the left hand side, I don't have many updates. Just please take time um, to read down through there and um, and be praying for those people. If you get a chance to touch uh, touch base with them this week, I know that all of them would appreciate it. There is a couple of additions to that. Um, one. Um, that's new on there is Chris Jennings. This is Jack and Janie Jennings' uh, son down in Florida. Um, he was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so uh, they've requested prayers for him. And, and some of us know Chris um, uh, from years ago. So if you if you get a chance this week, uh, to touch base with Jack or Janie um, and be praying for Chris and his family um, uh, down there in Florida. Um, also... Uh, t- Tamara Harris um, got word to us this morning that her brother, brother Eddie Davis. I think we've 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 uh, had talked about him and prayed for him before, but he had he's had three heart surgeries in the past, and he's scheduled for another one um, this coming Wednesday at OSU. And she's requesting uh, prayer for her brother Eddie Davis. So make sure and keep him in your in your thoughts as well. Also. Um, Jason Foster's father, Fred Foster, um, had open heart surgery this week, and he's struggling. Um, and uh, Jason has requested that we pray for Fred, and so we do that. Um, and through the week, uh, make sure that you pray for Fred and his recovery from that uh, from that open heart surgery. So, um, also, I noticed, uh, and, and some of you that came in noticed a shirt laying back in the. In the in the foyer, uh, Mark Villinger, uh, we've talked about him. A lot of us know Mark um, from him and Cheryl and their family being here with us at Sunshine. I noticed this week that he was well enough to get his cancer treatment, and uh, we have a shirt laying on a table right back there, uh, just this side of the window, on the other side of the window, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna send this shirt down to Mark. On the front of it, it's a yellow shirt, and it says. Uh, what does it say? I can't even think of what it says. <laughs> sunshine in my soul. I've got sunshine in my soul on the front and on the back it says we've got your back Mark and there's some there's some, uh, sharpies laying there and we'd like for everyone here this morning to stop out and sign that shirt so we can send it down to Mark. I know that if you know Mark um, he'll definitely wear it <laughs> and uh, and he'll enjoy it so Uh, Make sure and stop out there and sign that shirt. It's a little, it's a really, really soft shirt. So you've got to take your time and kind of hold the shirt still, but um, I'm sure that uh, he will enjoy that. We'll make sure and get that down there to him, but make sure and stop out and sign that shirt there this morning. Um, Also, uh, there's just so much coming up um, this summer. Um, We've got a lot of people traveling already um, and just a lot of things going on. Um, Church camp is coming up soon. Um, July 9th through the 14th many of you have, have seen online that the, that the week is sold out and it is um, but I'm here to tell you this morning that if you know of a child or if you know of somebody or if there's someone here one of your kids or grandkids or whatever that need to go we will finagle and make room for them okay so um, make sure that you see Lisa or Jamie or I soon to um, to make so that we can get that make that happen. So the week is actually showing sold out online, but we've got ways that we can we can get some spots for that if you know of someone. And I just wanna encourage you guys because I've sat on the board at Howes Mill now for about a year and a half, and uh, this year already there's four or five weeks of Christian camping sold out at Howes Mill, and this hasn't happened since 2012. So it's kind of a revival with our kids um, and, and the great things that are going on there at Howes Mill. For a lot of you people that, that contribute <coughs> and a lot of, uh, of you people that volunteer there, if you're looking for something positive and encouraging, since 2012, there hasn't been a week of church camp sold out at that place. And there's already four weeks sold out this year. So that is something to praise God about. So <clears throat> at the same time, um, our day camp here at Sunshine, or at, at Sunshine is going on for the three to seven year olds, kind of the pre-camp age. Um, Joan um, likes to do that here. And uh, there's a list out on the Welcome Center for food. They serve them lunch here um, from, um, um, they're here from 10 to one, so they serve them lunch. That's for ages three to seven here at Sunshine Day Camp. Um, And Joan, is there still spots available for that? Just a few spots available. So if you know of someone you wanna get registered for that, Go ahead and get them registered um, and get signed up to help with the uh with the food donations for that week and then um vbs right around the corner uh june 19th through the 23rd there's three sign-up sheets back there for vbs there's sign-up sheets for t-shirts there's some for cookies and there's some for fresh fruit so uh, let's uh let's go ahead and get those filled up so that in about two weeks we aren't up here asking for cookie and fresh fruit, so make sure and get signed up for those three things back there for VBS. Um, The free sale's coming up July the 29th. I think there's already some stuff being collected in the back for that. There's a blood blood drive here at Sunshine on August 15th. Um, The item at uh, Midwestern is shampoo and conditioner for this month, so uh, you guys have always done a great job at contributing to that, so I don't think that I've missed anything. Is there anything that I was supposed to say up here that someone told me to say that I didn't? So, <laughs> I think I've talked about a lot. So if you guys will stand with me, we'll uh, be dismissed in prayer this morning. So make sure and stop and sign that shirt for Mark and get signed up for uh, for the VBS goodies and the day camp goodies back there on your way out this morning. Let's pray. God is good to be here. Thank you uh, for loving us the way that you do. Thank you for uh, all the blessings that you give us each and every day, especially dear Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here this morning, to gather around your table, to fellowship with our friends and neighbors and family. Dear Lord, sometimes we forget that it's a blessing to do that and we know that it is. Dear Lord, we know that you love us and we love you and we thank you so much for your son Jesus, for his body, for his blood, for the. Ch- the chance of uh, eternal salvation that you've given us through Him, pray that we never forget that or never take that for granted. Go with us today. Um, give us a good day. Spend time with our family and our friends, dear Lord. Thank you so much for this day of remembrance of you that we have. We love.